What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Now it's time for the sports news for this Tuesday, May 2nd, 2023. Your reader today is Carrie Lawless. As a reminder, Radio Eye is a reading service intended for people who are blind or have other disabilities that make it difficult to read printed material. The first article comes from the Lexington Herald Leader. Former Baffert assistant has owned Derby Horse this year by Cameron Drummond. This time last year, Tim Yachtin wasn't giving much away. Yachtin was at the center of the biggest story in horse racing as Bob Baffert transferred two top Kentucky Derby contenders, Messier and Taiba, from his barn to Yachtin's, while Baffert served the first of his two-year Kentucky Derby suspension. This meant Yachtin's Derby debut as the trainer of record would be covered in controversy, and it forced the man himself into the uncomfortable position of having to answer questions about whether the horses he brought to Churchill Downs were truly his horses. That narrative has largely gone away this year. Armed with a year of experience, Yachtin has again, again descended upon Louisville with two horses set to make Saturday's Derby starting gate. Practical move, second on the Derby qualifying leaderboard with 160 points, is considered a top contender for the run for the Roses. Reincarnate, 17th with 45 points, has finished in the money in three straight graded stake races and figures to hold his own. The spotlight is squarely on practice move ahead of the Derby, and you can undoubtedly refer to him as Yachtin's horse. That question is more complicated with Reincarnate, who was trained by Baffert for his first five races, including a win in the Grade 3 Sham Stakes in January at Santa Anita, before moving to Yachtin's barn in February. Both Practical Move and Reincarnate flew into Louisville from their home base of Santa Anita on Saturday, and the pair jogged a mile Sunday at Churchill Downs in their first on-track appearances of the week. The reserve Yachtin spoke with media members Monday morning and said both horses shipped well. And, as his horses have settled in, so has Yachtin, with his second go-around at horse racing's biggest prize just days away. To have a second opportunity to run in the Kentucky Derby, I mean, I feel exceptionally fortunate, Yachtin said last week during the National Thoroughbred Racing Association media teleconference. I feel very fortunate. I'm very happy for my team, my clients that have supported me. Practical Move presents Yachtin with top derby contender. For all the talk that swirled around Yachtin and his two Kentucky Derby horses in 2022, the end product was disappointing. Taiba ran 12th, Messier was 15th. It was a dismal showing for Yachtin, whose own personal story makes for compelling reading. Born to a German mother and a Lebanese-born father who became a U.S. citizen and joined the Army, Yachtin spent his first 18 years in Germany. He began in the horse racing industry by mucking stalls and eventually linked up with Baffert and made the jump to thoroughbred training in 1988. This is to say Yachtin has been a long-time presence in horse racing. 
even if he wasn't a household name. But now he is, and he could be an even bigger one if Practical Move runs the Kentucky Derby he's capable of. The son of Practical Joke, second in the 2017 Bluegrass Stakes at Keeneland and fifth in that year's Kentucky Derby, Practical Move's seven-race career has all been based in California, although he was raised at Del Ridge Farm in Lexington. Once he hit the racetrack, plenty of winning followed. Since December, Practical Move is a perfect 3-for-3 three three in graded stakes. His victories came in the Grade 2 Los Alamitos Futurity, Grade 2 San Felipe, and most recently in the Grade 1 Santa Anita Derby, where Practical Move won at the line just ahead of Japan-bred Mandarin Hero. What makes him special is he's performed. His record, Yakteen said Monday morning, he has what it takes to win races. To this point, Yakteen praised the fact that Practical Move showed another racing dimension in that hard-fought Santa Anita Derby win. He's a horse that can get in a dogfight and keep giving it to you, Yakteen added Monday. Taiba, one of the horses that shifted from Baffert to Yakteen ahead of last year's Derby, won last year's Santa Anita as well. Yakteen has been the trainer of record for all seven of Practical Move's races, dating back to last August. The last three outings have seen Practical Move win after being guided along the rail by jockey Ramon Vasquez. It's actually an advantage that your horse is comfortable down on the inside and doesn't need the outside, Yakteen said on the teleconference. But I don't feel that he would have any challenge running on the outside. It's just how the races came together. Be it circumstance or happenstance, Practical Move, who was co-bred by trainer Chad Brown, who also trained his sire Practical Joke and Dan Act Naughty, is also a perfect 3-for-3 three three with Vasquez aboard, although his derby experience is extremely limited. Vasquez ran 13th in his only past derby appearance in 2015 with Mr. Z. The lack of significant past Kentucky Derby experience for Practical Moves connections extends to his ownership group. The New Mexico trio of Pierre-Jean Amistoy Jr., Leslie Amistoy, and Roger Beasley will all get their first derby experiences with the horse. But Vasquez, the person who will ultimately control much of the potential success that Practical Move could have Saturday, has quickly built a rapport with the bay-colored horse. As he's gotten older, he's always been a big horse. He's learned how to use himself. I think he's always shown and demonstrated the raw ability that we're seeing today, Yakteen said on the teleconference of Practical Move. And as he's matured, he's now become more efficient at using himself and develop that desire to win and compete. Reincarnate is a former favorite turned underdog. If Practical Move is viewed as a top contender in a derby with a clear yet beatable favorite, then Reincarnate runs the risk of being an afterthought in a weak derby field. The son of Good Magic, winner of the 2018 Bluegrass Stakes at Keeneland, and second in that year's Kentucky Derby to justify, Reincarnate is coming off consecutive third-place finishes under Yakteen's direction in the Grade 2 Rebel Stakes and Grade 1 Arkansas Derby, both at Oakland Park. Those two performances didn't come equally, though. The Rebel Stakes was run in sloppy conditions, and Reincarnate lagged well behind the leaders for most of the race. Yakteen desired a more uneventful trip in the Arkansas, and that's what happened. Reincarnate who Yakteen has compared to both Messier and Taiba due to his desire to sit close to the pace, 
stalked near the front for the whole race before another top derby contender, Angel of Empire, took over in the stretch. He's shown us versatility, Actine said Monday of Reincarnate. His last three races, he showed us three different races. I think if you can call on all of that and put it together, I think that's what you're looking for. Jockey John Velasquez has been aboard Reincarnate for four of his seven career starts, including for both the Rebel Stakes and Arkansas Derby under Yakteen's watch. I think both of those efforts were great learning experiences for my team. It's just a matter of picking and having the opportunity to have the ideal spot for Reincarnate, Yakteen said on the teleconference. A mile and one-fourth, is that in his wheelhouse? I think it should be well within his wheelhouse. Few people in horse racing should be able to benefit from these versatile learning experiences like Velasquez, who has won three of the last 12 editions of the Kentucky Derby. The Derby is a tough race. It's really a hard race to ride for jockeys and horses, actually, Velasquez said last week. It all depends on how you break. You get a position that you would like and the horse is comfortable with. Then, if the horse is comfortable and handles all the pitching around, if you will, We'll see where we go. Between the sloppy service in the rebel surface in the rebel stakes and weather patterns that interrupted reincarnate's training in California, Velasquez sees reason for optimism for the horse come Derby Day. I think this horse is really well rounded, and the things that have been happening to him going into the races, he's been a little unlucky, said Velasquez, who was aboard Messier in last year's Derby for Yak Team. So I think if we get a little bit of luck if we get a good position, I think the distance won't hurt him at all. Next from the Herald Leader, NFL Draft had a clear winner, Will Levis, by Mark Story. It is a sign of Mark Stoops' era program ascension that Kentucky Wildcats football had three players in the 2023 NFL Draft, and some UK backers proclaimed that a meager showing. Of the 24 NFL Drafts held so far in the 21st century, Kentucky has had fewer than three players taken in 17 of them. It is only over the past five years when UK's draft numbers have elevated, five players chosen in 2019, two in 2020, six in 2021, and four in 2022, and this year's three, to such a degree that having a trio of selections feels routine. For the state of Kentucky, the 2023 NFL draft yielded a respectable showing with one clear winner ex-UK quarterback Will Levis. Yes, Levis slipped out of the first round after spending a long, uncomfortable night sitting in the NFL draft green room. Rather than sharing the triumphant hug with Roger Goodell on Thursday in Kansas City, Levis had returned to his family's Connecticut home by the time the Tennessee Titans traded up to take him Friday with the second pick of the second round. Other than the immediate hit to his finances, Levis will take for having not been a first-round pick, everything else that happened Thursday night will benefit the QB in the long run. In a marketing sense, Levis got his name out there while stuck in the green room in a way that being selected number four overall by the Indianapolis Colts, an outcome that had been projected before Indy instead went with Florida QB Anthony Richardson, would not have achieved. According to NFL Rookie Watch, Levis was shown on TV in the green room 37 times on Thursday night. That was 29 times more than anyone else. All that national TV exposure created interest in both Levis and his draft party, 
The New York Post wrote stories about Levis's girlfriend, Gia Duddy, and one of his sisters, Kelly. Meanwhile, U.S. Weekly published a relationship timeline for Levis and Duddy. The draft drop made Levis, whose public persona carries a strong big man on campus vibe, into a more empathetic figure. At least some people who might have rooted against Levis had he gone number four overall, feeling that ex-UK QB's college performance did not merit that level of draft affirmation, will likely pull for him now as an underdog. Strictly as a football matter, going to Tennessee, which has an established veteran QB in Ryan Tannehill, 34, as a second-round choice means Levis will not face the immediate pressure he would have as the number four overall pick. Ultimately, remembering how he felt as the first round of the draft rolled by, with him stuck in the green room, should motivate Levis for as long as he plays. The selection of the ex-UK QB, along with former teammates Christopher Rodriguez, sixth round to Washington, and Carrington Valentine, seventh round to Green Bay, gives Kentucky 20 NFL draft picks in the past five years. That places Mark Stutz's program in the top half of the SEC in seventh place, just behind Auburn, 22 picks since 2019, and Texas A&M, 21, and just ahead of South Carolina, 19, and Mississippi, 18. Of the 21 players Stoops has recruited at Kentucky that have gone on to be NFL draft picks, a number that does not include Avery Williamson or Bud Dupree, each of whom were already at UK when Stoops was hired, 14 have arrived in Lexington as three-star recruits, while six were four-stars, and one tackle Landon Young was a five-star. For Kentucky, recruit and development is more than a Twitter hashtag. New Louisville coach Jeff Brom had a strong draft. Brom's former program, Purdue, had five players selected. Among Big Ten teams, only Michigan, nine, Ohio State, six, and Penn State, six, had more. UofL matched UK with three players chosen. Defensive end Yaya Diaby went to Tampa Bay in round three. Linebacker Yasir Abdullah to Jacksonville in round five. And corner Cottrell Clark to Arizona in round six. It is the first time since 2018 that Louisville has had as many players drafted as Kentucky. With Western Kentucky defensive lineman Broderick Martin going to Detroit in the third round, this year marked the first time since 2016 that all three of the Commonwealth's FBS programs had at least one player taken in the NFL draft. There were two products of Kentucky high school football drafted. Ex-Covington Catholic tight end Michael Mayer, the former Notre Dame star, went in the second round to the Las Vegas Raiders. Former Christian County star Corey Trice, a cornerback at Purdue, was chosen in the seventh round by Pittsburgh. Put together, it was a solid NFL draft showing for the Commonwealth of Kentucky, and though it might not have seemed so in real time, no one had a better 2023 NFL draft than Will Levis. Next from the Herald-Leader, long-shot Lord Miles ready for special Kentucky Derby showing by Cameron Drummond. In the aftermath of Rich Strike's historic triumph in the 2022 Kentucky Derby, Longshot entrants in this year's Derby field are expected to get more attention than in most years. It's the natural reaction one year after a horse at 80-1 to 1 odds won the most prestigious event in horse racing, which marked the second longest odds for a Derby winner in the event's 148-year history. 
This Saturday evening, Kentucky Derby 149 will feature its own cast of far-fetched hopefuls. Chief among that list is Lord Miles, a descendant of a horse with no eyes, a son of the legendary Curlin, trained by a rising star from Barbados and ridden by an assertive jockey from Mexico. Let's start with the facts that made Lord Miles a headline maker on the road to the Kentucky Derby. Lord Miles was sixth on the Kentucky Derby qualifying points leaderboard with 105 points. All but five of those points were earned in early April after he prevailed as a shocking 59-to-1 shot in the Grade 2 Wood Memorial at Aqueduct in New York. The Wood Memorial race tape makes for fascinating viewing. Lord Miles stalked while situated in the top four for the entirety of the race before being moved to the outside by jockey Paco Lopez for the stretch run. Lord Miles then narrowly won a three-horse duel to the finish line that also featured the Brad Cox-trained race favorite hit show who will also run in Saturday's Kentucky Derby. Even then, the work wasn't done. Lord Miles had to survive a post-race inquiry to stand as the winner by a nose. All four of Lord Miles' previous races were in Florida. He won only one of those. Post-race, training trainer Safi Joseph Jr., a 36-year-old, third-generation horseman from Barbados, who saddled 16th place White Abario in last year's Kentucky Derby, said the connections, dreams have become reality with Lord Miles winning the Wood Memorial. The financial facts of the situation further confirm just how shocking it is that Lord Miles is set to make the Derby gate. Among the top eight horses on the Derby qualifying leaderboard, Lord Miles has the least non-restricted stakes earnings $427,000 for his racing career. On the surface, Lord Miles has the genes of a horse that should be vastly better than his career 2-0-1 mark in five career starts. The bay horse was sired by Curlin, the legendary horse who won 11 of 16 career starts, including the Rebel Stakes, Arkansas Derby, Preakness Stakes, and Breeders' Cup Classic in 2007, as well as American Horse of the Year honors in 2007 and 2008. But in most of his races against qualifying quality opposition, Lord Miles has flopped. He was sixth in February in the Grade 3 Holly Bull Stakes, which also featured Kentucky Derby contender Rocket Can and Cyclone Mischief, who sits just one spot outside the projected Derby field. One month later, Lord Miles ran fifth in the Grade 3 Tampa Bay Derby against opposition that included Tappet Trice, who won both that race as well as the Bluegrass Stakes at Keeneland. Those horses, those horses aside, the fields for the Holy Bull, Tampa Bay Derby, and Wood Memorial were uninspiring. And generally speaking, Lord Miles put up lackluster showings against that competition. He didn't record a buyer speed record above 80 until the Wood Memorial when he posted a 93. Lord Miles' tendency across his five career starts had been to break slow out of the gate with the ability to close well and pick up, pick off horses that fade near the end of races. That is, if Lord Miles hasn't already been sent to the back of the field by better horses prior to the turn for home. Something that should serve to Lord Miles' benefit on Saturday, though, having Lopez back in the saddle. This will be the third straight race that Lopez rides Lord Miles. He's known as an aggressive jockey, and Lord Miles' best buyer speed figures have come with Lopez aboard. Both Lopez and Joseph are without a finisher in the money in two prior derby trips. 
The duo combined to finish eighth with nigh traffic in 2020. Adding further, further character to the already endearing story of Lord Miles is that he represents a first derby trip for his Vexo Racing Stable ownership. If that name sounds familiar, it might be a callback to bookstore shelves. Peter Vegso is the founding publisher of the popular Chicken Soup for the Soul book series. Saturday will be the first time Vegso has a horse in the Derby in three decades as an owner of racehorses. Lord Miles' preparations for his big day are coming into clear focus as well. He worked five furlongs in one minute and two seconds on Friday morning at Gulfstream Park in Florida and arrived at Churchill Downs on Sunday. But for all the factors, on paper at least, that signal Derby Day struggles for Lord Miles, a look back to Joseph's comments following the Wood Memorial might inspire faith that the horse still has another strong, surprising run left in the tank. Early in my career, I was scared to take a chance, Joseph said, but I learned I have nothing to lose by taking chances and a lot to gain. The next article comes from the Louisville Courier-Journal, Forte Tappet Trice Early Derby Favorites by Jason Frakes. Florida Derby winner Forte was named the 3-1 favorite in the morning line for Saturday's $3 million Grade 1 Kentucky Derby at Churchill Downs. Forte, trained by Todd Fletcher, drew the number 15 post position in the field of 20 during Monday's ceremony at Churchill Downs. Bluegrass winner Tappet Trice, also trained by Fletcher, is the second choice in the morning line at 5-1. He drew the number 5 post. Fletcher said he was pleased with the positions of his two favorites, hoping to be between numbers 4 and 16. I've always said you can get good trips from bad post positions and bad trips from good post positions, he said. It's really about how the race unfolds, but I do think the post positions do kind of affect strategies that can affect the outcome. Post time for Saturday's Kentucky Derby is 6.57 p.m. The race will be televised by NBC. Cyclone Mischief, Mandarin Hero, and King Russell are on the also eligible list and can draw into the field if there's a scratch by 9 a.m. Friday. The dreaded inside and outside posts went to number one hit show and number 20 continue are. The only post that never has produced a derby winner is number 17, which went to Derma Sotogaki. The best finish from post number 17 came in 1988 when 49er was second behind winner, winning colors. A son of violence, Forte was the two-year-old champion after winning November's Breeders' Cup Juvenile at Keeneland and is two-for-two as a three-year-old. He made an impressive move on the outside to win the Florida Derby and improve his record to 6-0 and in seven career starts. Tappet Trice, the son of Tappet, won the Grade 1 Bluegrass on April 8th at Keeneland and is a 4-0-1 in five career starts. Louisville trainer Brad Cox has four horses in the field. Number 14, Angel of Empire, 8 to 1 odds. Number 2, Verifying, 15 to 1. Number 1, Hit Show, 30 to 1. And number 12, Jace's Road, 15 to 1. Cox got his first derby victory in 2021 when Mandaloon was declared the winner after the disqualification of Medina Spirit. Next from the Courier-Journal, wet paint, botanical draw, middle post for Kentucky Oaks. Post positions for the 2023 Kentucky Oaks are set, with wet paint established as the favorite in the $1.25 million grade one stakes race during Monday's draw at Churchill Downs. Trained by Louisville native Brad Cox, 
Wet Paint drew the number seven spot and leads the pack with five to two morning line odds. Other top contenders, including Cox's Botanical, four to one, who drew the number six spot, and Norm Cass's Southlawn, eight to one, who drew the number four spot. Trainer Salem Ben Goddard's Mimi Kakushi drew the inside number one position, which produced last year's Oaks winner, Secret Oath. Taxed, Randy Morse, Julia Shining, Todd Pletcher, and Hoosier Philly, Thomas Amos, are on the also eligible list and can draw into the field if there's a scratch by 9 a.m. Friday. The Oaks has an approximate post time of 5.51 p.m. Friday. The race will air on USA Network and will be available for streaming via NBCSports.com. Next from the Courier-Journal, Kentucky Derby betting strategy from Ed DeRosa. The Kentucky Derby is the single greatest wagering opportunity in all of sports. Granted, that does not roll off the tongue as effortlessly as the most exciting two minutes in sports, but it is just as true. Last year, there were there was $179 million bet on the Kentucky Derby. With the track retaining, retaining about 20%, that means bettors competed for a share of about $143.2 million. That is the money we are trying to win. So how do we do it? The good news is part of our competition is all the bettors betting mage because their uncle is a magician, or raise Cain because they're a Hebrew, Hebrew scripture scholar, or specific numbers because it's their address, anniversary, birthday, social security number. All those are fine ways to enjoy betting the Kentucky Derby, but there is no finer way than with a big score, and here's how I think I'll do it this year. First, the general game plan is to identify the horses I like best, Tappet Trice and Skinner, and least, Confidence Game, Continuar, Derma Sotagaki, Jace's Road, Mage, King's Barnes, Ray's Cane, and Reincarnate. With rare exception, I will need one of the horses I like best to finish in the trifecta, while none of the ones I like least can. With two horses in the boss pile and eight in the toss pile, that leaves ten others still in the mix. I further split those ten into win contenders, forte, practical move, and two fills, and exotics contenders, angel of empire, disarm, lord miles, hit show, rocket can, sun thunder, and verifying. Take the two horses in the boss column and play them in exactas with the other ten, that costs $18 with one of the bosses winning and another 18 to use them in second underneath the other 10, $36 total. Take Skinner, who will be a big price, and play him in exactas with the other boss, Tappet Trice, plus the win contenders from the secondary list. That's $4 each way for $8 total. Take the two boss horses in a trifecta with the win contenders and then the secondary list so one of the two bosses has to finish first, one of the five win contenders has to finish second, and one of the twelve from the non-toss list has to be third. That costs $40. I'd then make the same bet with the two bosses in second behind the win contenders for another $40. That's $80 in trifectas. Total bet, $124, and if it comes Skinner, two fills, disarm, then we'll win thousands. Watch this space after the draw for additional discussion. 
This wraps it up for the sports news from the Lexington Herald-Leader and the Louisville Courier-Journal for this Tuesday, May 2nd. Your reader for today has been Carrie Lawless. Thank you for listening, and now please stay tuned for continued programming on Radio Eye. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.